Hey, everybody. Welcome to Multi Multi, the podcast where we talk about the multitude of multi-site student ministries. My name is Joe Crabb. I get the privilege of being one of your hosts, and I'm joined by another one of our hosts, Gina. Hey. Gina, how are you? Doing great. Gina, I am excited for this episode, and we're having conversations about uh, leadership lessons. Gina and I have had the privilege and honor of being a part of multi-site churches for probably more years than we care to uh, admit, but we've been a part of multi-site churches and sat in different seats from interns to just campus level staff, a part of the team to leading the team. And along the way, there have been different leadership lessons that we've learned and uh, different principles that have have come to, to, to light. And so we wanted to just kind of take a moment and highlight and spotlight some of those. Um, as we share these, these aren't you know, the be all and end all. We don't have it all together. Some of these have been learned from our mistakes. Some of these have been learned by other people that have taught them to us and we've seen them. And uh, we know at times we also turn the dial in certain seasons. This is what we need to focus on and put an emphasis on. And, um, and in other seasons, it's going to look a little bit different. But just to add to the conversations that we know that you guys are having and have had, and as always, we invite you, the listener, to add to this conversation. We are so blessed and encouraged when we have those opportunities to hear from you guys, talk with you guys, and grow alongside one another. So thank you for listening. Gina, thank you for putting yourself on the hot seat. There you go. And so I am excited to to hear from you. Gina, you have been a part of Harbor Churches Mm -hmm. uh, for for a while now and and again, a part of multi-site churches for a long time. And interact with others who have been a part of multi-site churches. And so I, I, I want to start, I want to put myself in the seat of a new staff member at Harbor Churches. As individuals are coming onto your team, what are, you know, maybe a, or a couple of principles that you're looking to share with them um, as a part of the Harbor multi-site staff culture? You know, what, what, are we about what do I need to be aware of as a new staff member at Harbor Churches? Yeah. Um, well, for Harbor Churches, we actually have had a couple of people add into our student ministry team recently. So this question is like fresh in my mind and just from how we've been living into leadership at Harbor Churches. I think one of the things that you might notice right away if you're to join Harbor and work on our team is um, we value you and what you bring, your fresh mm-hmm. perspective, uh, your ideas. Um, so I love to lead a meeting and fully acknowledge that um, I'm not the smartest person in the room and that there are really talented people on our team who have ideas and vision and gifts God's given them. Um, so I just right away, and I, I think I might've mentioned this in one of our meetings, um, podcast episodes, but I love to just set the table by telling everyone that um, I'm going to give you a prize for your bad ideas because I want to hear them. I want to hear your bad ideas awesome. because, and I know I've said this before, because it leads to really great ideas. But what I found that that does for our team, especially for new people, sometimes they're afraid to speak up right away because they're like a new person. So I think um, like handing out the silver or gold stars 
um, for, for bad ideas helps them just to be more comfortable uh, that, hey, you just be you, bring your ideas and thoughts to the table so that we can all learn and grow together. So I think that's a priority that you would find. That's and that's what you usually, and that's, you're actually giving out prizes. Are you actually giving out stars? <laughs> I have these little gold uh, trophies that I've bought at, there's a store called Meyer. if you live in like the Michigan area. Yeah. So they have, in their party aisle, they have these cute little trophies. But because we live in 2020, 2021 world where most of our meetings are virtual, mm-hmm. I have an annoying little bell with a smiley face that I bring. That's awesome. <laughs> now, now, what you shared is, I think, principally something that everybody who is, is listening will agree with, hey, you're on this team, you have value, and, and you're looking for ways, I love for a new staff member, you're looking for ways to kind of ease some of that awkwardness, some of that tension they might feel, and being able to share their ideas. What are some other practical things that you have looked to institute, whether they be in a meeting, outside of a meeting, and so on, that really champions individuals to uh, to share their voice or, or to speak into something, whether it's an innovative idea or contributing to something that you guys are already doing. I think creating that culture of being safe and being vulnerable, I think is really important. Um, but I think you had shared this in your episode that we did about leadership is that you have to be a team. And if people don't feel like they're part of the team, they're probably less likely to contribute. Yeah. And for, for you to be able to share your ideas and your thoughts and to contribute to what we're doing, you have to be together. So if you're not having these regular rhythms of meeting, if you're not connecting with each other socially, um, one, having fun, and two, having work meetings, then you're going to miss those opportunities to really uh, learn from each other. And then um, having just a regular time away, like a day away with your team where you can dream and you can plan and you can put it all on the whiteboard, I think is critical to creating a leadership culture where everyone's a contributor. Um, so that's really important. Regular meetings, a day away, and and fun times together. You've been in a lot of meetings, and, and I have as well. You've been done a couple of those days away. I know I've done that with my team. What is one or two things that, if I'm the leader and I'm listening to this, I should avoid in my meetings or in those those days away, whether it's a practical thing or a principal thing, you know, like we mean good intention with this, but when we add this to our meeting or add this to our day away, we actually take, or something they should add to make it the most beneficial it can be. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, those day aways, I always think they're really great, um, but one, just make sure you're not the only one leading it, right? Like yes. divvy yes. up pieces of it. So everybody's hearing from different voices. Um, don't, it can't just be this lecture time that feels like school. So pattern your day thinking through like what's called a state change and in, in an education world where there's times where you're sitting, there's times where you're standing, yeah. there's times where you're eating. Um so just so that the day flows really well, have snacks, good food, things like that. Um, I think the worst thing you could do is to plan a day away. You don't have an agenda. You don't have a goal. And everyone feels like they just wasted a bunch of time. That would be the yeah. worst thing. So you have to put a lot of time and thought into what that day is going to look like, divide things up, have food, figure out something fun you're going to do. So plan it and plan it really well. Yeah. And, and I think, and also communicating what individuals need to bring to that time. Yeah. 
early if you can and communicate that agenda and so on I think it's huge but the thing I would I would also say is that your agenda should be about three things like or five like depending on what you're trying to accomplish in my experience and in being a part of bad one days or we usually do like a two or three day right. um, and leading bad ones we try to get too much done. Yeah. We tried to wait. And, and then you just feel like you do. It'd be better for you as the leader, I think, if you only have like three things, but you got a fourth and a fifth in your mind mm-hmm. um, if you get to it. Because if you get to those three things, great, great time. But if you, and if you have more time, great, add number four, add number five. But if you add 10 things and you <laughs> get to three, it's going to feel really inefficient. And there might be somebody who saw agenda item number eight. And it's like, I really want to get to number eight. And as the day goes on, they get more and more anxious and tense because they're like, we're never going to get <laughs> to number gonna eight. Get I, I really prepared for number yeah. eight. But that's why I think when you're adding, throwing the agenda out there to people, uh, ask for input. Yeah. Like, anything you need. But you've said this a couple of times, you know, I think it's really good about you need to, uh, you, you need to have other people contribute to the meeting or contribute to what's going on. If not, they're not going to feel a part of a team. I think that's true. Like if you never get off the bench, you don't feel a part of the team. No one passes you the ball. You don't feel a part of the team. Right, right. You feel like you're a spectator, but um, you know, Gina, you have, I, I, I personally think that you are a great leader of leaders uh, with your staff, with your volunteer leaders. I think you're a great leader of leaders. I'd love for you to speak maybe directly towards individuals who sit in that leadership seat. Is there anything that you want to share or a leadership principle that you learned throughout the years as you sat in that leadership seat that is just so that would be of value for the listener saying whether I'm just the campus person, maybe I'm not in charge of the student ministry department, but that will help me better understand what that person goes through. Mm -hmm. Um, or just something that if I am that person, I need to be mindful of as I sit in that seat. Yeah. Here's something that I was thinking about is that I had a supervisor once who did a 10 minute like video check-in with our campus staff every work day morning during the week. Um, so we would start our day by getting logging on to like a video kind of like Zoom. And this was pre-COVID. And the idea was that if we had like a five or 10 minute video check-in every morning, it would lead to shorter, um, that we would, that these shorter meetings, more frequent meetings would reduce the amount of like unnecessary, super long meetings later. Um, But the thing was, is that everybody hated this. Like nobody wanted to get in, get on video first thing in the morning, every morning. So the whole staff did not like it everyone was afraid to speak up and say it. So everyone just kind of pretended it was fine. And it became like obligatory. Uh, We, it was inconvenient, but we all put a good game face on. Um, So don't create a work atmosphere like that. Um, This particular supervisor wasn't great at receiving negative feedback and didn't offer a lot of space to hear it. So here's a leadership lesson that when it comes to communication, um, create, create a safe space that is authentic and that, and where vulnerable conversations can happen, ask for feedback, have a feedback loop, frequently check in with your team and ask 
for help seeing your blind spots. Um, create space to loop back so that um, you can get authentic feedback from your team. Um, that's so important. And if your team is afraid to tell you something, there's probably more dynamics going on there that you need to fix on building a team and building a healthy culture. But just so just look at your leadership. Do you create feedback loops? Do your staff tell you things that you don't want to hear? And how does that go? Yeah, I, I think that's so, so key. I, 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 one of the things for myself, as you're hearing that, right, I, as I'm hearing it, I'm thinking, uh, yeah, I feel like I, I do that. But for the listener who you might hear that, I think, I think I'm doing that. Let me share a lesson I've learned is that just because you think that you're doing it doesn't mean that other people feel like you're doing that. Can you think back to the last time in which you proposed an idea or you shared something and another one of your team members spoke against it and you yeah. went with what they said? Yeah, I think... Or when you um, create like this culture where you just evaluate everything, it also creates a better culture to receive feedback. So if you're always evaluating like the weekend experience or you're evaluating your winter retreat or whatever, uh, I think when in a meeting, a lot of times, um, uh, hold on a second. Uh, <laughs> we are um, recording via Zoom and that's my Amazon Alexa telling me I have uh, receive packages on my front door. Is that I tend to like want to fix things fast. And I have another team member who will say, Hey, I think we should slow down on this. Mm. Uh, And I just learned to really respect that. And then sometimes in the moment, I don't notice it, but then later I'll come back and I'll say, Hey, when I thought we should do this, you said this and you were right. It's, um, I'm not always great in the moment of like realizing it. Um, I try to be, but what I always will go back to the person and say, Hey, you were right. Thank you for sharing that. And it creates this opportunity for that person to keep speaking up. Um, Yeah. So I love to admit when I'm wrong and when someone else has a better idea and I keep working on it and I am really like sensitive, like I get my feelings hurt easily. So I have to allow, so like, that's a growth edge for me too. Like I, yeah. I know I need feedback, but I also know it's really hard. No, and that, I think that's good. And, and, and as you're transparent with your team and they know that, and then they see you model that like, man, if it's hard for her and she can do it, how much more can I do that as well? How much can more can I yeah. contribute and 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 let the best ideas prevail and admit when I'm wrong and all that stuff? That's that's really awesome. That's really great, Gene. I I also respect you because I know you're a great you're a great student. You're a great learner. And one of the questions that you asked me that uh, I wasn't ready for, but it was a great question. I want to ask you is what is a leadership principle that you have learned from someone else. You kind of talked about that supervisor who had that bad meeting or whatever, but what's a, what's a good leadership principle that you learned? Maybe it was a tough one for you to learn, um, but you learned from somebody higher up, uh, higher up, so to say, in quotes, um, along the way that has stuck with you and that you continue to practice personally, or maybe even instill in your teams. Yeah, there's a couple of things that stand out and you always wonder, like you learn this from someone else, which they probably read it in some book. So you're like, yeah. oh, I hope I'm not plagiarizing this. Um, but one person I had worked with had always talked about, um, this is a really simple, more like a hack. All right. It was when you go out to eat with your team, order the most expensive thing because they're looking at you 
and that they're looking at what you order to figure out if it's okay for them to order what they're ordering. I know that's super basic, but uh, Matt Laidlaw, if you're out there, it was Matt Laidlaw taught me this and it was we were all like together at like one of those youth worker conventions yeah yeah yeah. we'd go out to eat like somewhere awesome in nashville tennessee and we'd all look around at the menu and like is it okay is it not okay and it always gave great gave us great comfort when we saw you know matt ordered that it was super basic but it was something he like shared he's like hey just do this um and then the other which who knows who invented it is what i call the no surprises rule uh but I don't want any of my team or my volunteers to find out something that they should have heard first from me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. And I learned that yeah. from someone I had worked with. Um, so no matter what it is, if, if in my gut, I feel like, Hey, I wouldn't want them to hear this anywhere else, or I don't want them sitting in service on a Sunday and they find out something that they should already know. Yeah. Uh, so I operate with the no surprises rule with my team, with my volunteers, with parents. Um, if something happens and you don't want a parent to be surprised by it, you call. You say, hey, I want to let you know about this yeah. before you hear about it from your kid or whatever. That's so really that's good. Yeah, I think it's really because I, I, that's it's it's a value it, it, and it communicate it communicates value uh, mm-hmm. that I want you to hear from me and I want to share that not out of arrogance but because yeah this is who you should hear it from and yeah, that's that is difficult at times because there's been times within the organization I know I've had to tell my team hey I'm so I didn't know I didn't <laughs> I found out when you found out so that. And because I think that's one of my frustrations at times is that that's a value I have, but that's not always a value that others that I serve alongside have, whether I, or, or they might, but it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Like there have been those moments in which I have found something else out from a Facebook post. I found out that other department heads are leaving because their right. wife posted a Facebook post. And I'm like, we're not going to talk about this. <laughs> like, what's going on? And I, I think especially the larger the organization gets, that happens. We, one of the running things that has happened when we've had our, our staff meeting, our once a month, all of our staff from across the campuses get together and they give a, a, a staff update of like new staff and new, or if you've shifted from one role to another. And sometimes I'll get that text from somebody being like, hey, did you know that? So-and-so's doing this now? I didn't, I didn't realize that. They moved campuses or they moved departments a lot. <laughs> but that is, that is a good, I really, really, really like that one, Gina. Uh, yeah, last, last one I'll have you share uh, before, before we wrap, and that is, uh, this is actually another one that you asked me, and I think it's very valuable, especially considering the, the year, um, 2020, 2021, that we've been serving in. And that is, what's a principle that, that you utilize or um, that helps you stay encouraged personally? Uh, knowing as you go through the hardships of ministry, the frustrations of ministry, the difficult circumstances, people not believing the best, communication not being clear, all those frustrations, yeah. those happiness. Uh, you've been in student ministry for a long time. What what keeps you going and what encouragement do you have for those listening? Yeah, I and mean, people say this a lot and it's an easy one to pretend, but you have to lead yourself first and take care of your own spiritual health first. And it is, it's easy to fake and pretend. Um, So create spaces where people are going to ask you tough questions. I like have those accountability 
accountable relationships in your life, people you trust, pe- people you can be real with. Um, cause I know the times where I've handled things really, really well came from a time where I was, um, spiritually, just <laughs> spiritually mature operating with wisdom and the fruit of the spirit yeah. and times that were really hard, or maybe I reacted in a way that wasn't helpful or generally like, cause you're, you were tired yeah. and you weren't emotionally healthy and you learn along the way, what it looks like when you're operating in health and what it looks like when you're leading from a place of unhealth. Yeah. And um, if you want to keep going and you don't want to burn out and you want to bring your best you to the table to that really honors the Lord is you've got to come from a place of spiritual health. That's really good. That's really, really, really good. What are, what are some of the things maybe practically that you've been putting in, in this season in particular to, to mind that and to remain spiritually healthy? Yeah. When um, healthy friendships that, and a lot of times people that you don't work with, that you can be very genuine with. Yeah. Um, I love my worship playlist, like Spotify with a good worship playlist. Amen. It's just, it gets in your head. It helps your mood. Um, opening up scripture. You're like, wait, how did you know God, that that's what I needed today? Um, those are some practices that have been really, really helpful for me. Um, and then getting outside something about looking up, you're like, Hey, God mm-hmm. made this look at the sky, look at the stars. And this reminder that some, that God is really in control and he has your back. That's really good. That's for you. Gina, I appreciate that. And I think it's so fitting that that's where you ended at of is that, that need for authenticity and being real, you know, and because I mean, as we know, as our friend Craig Groeschel says, be yourself. <laughs> People would rather follow a leader who is always real rather than a leader who is always right. <laughs> you just looked that up. <laughs> but no, in, in sincerity, I do. Gina, this is great. Um, and, and I know for those who are listening, and we talked about it in the last podcast, we talk about every podcast, you know, having those healthy friendships is great. And that's what I love about the community that has come from having this podcast and being able to spend time with one another, Gina, uh, being able to, every time Gina and I talk with one another, even before we record, I feel like the first 20 or so minutes is a therapy session of like, hey, what's going on in your world? <laughs> so, uh, which is, is, but it's beneficial. It's just, it, and it, and it, it anchors you and uh, it helps you and it speaks truth against those lies. And so if you're listening to this, maybe you're in a tough season and you just need to reach out and talk to someone gina and i are always here um we we're not in your world but we get your world and so any encouragement that we can be and and we can't thank you guys enough for the encouragement that you have been to to us we truly mean it when we say we want to hear from you we have heard from you i think every month since we started this podcast i i am blessed to have a conversation with either a new person I've never met for multi-site student ministry or having a conversation catching up with somebody who I connected with for the first time um, through through this podcast and so uh, your friendship and your encouragement is a joy and a blessing and we want to be we want more friends we want more friends so uh, holler at us uh, this has been an encouragement to you guys please share it uh, with with others uh, share it with your team and again, we, uh, we're grateful to be able to, to learn from you guys. And we thank you for listening. So until next time, bye. bye.